Hello again, friends. The Cover the Weekend podcast is back for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Going to talk some college hoops as well. Going to go over uh, all four games for um, this weekend. A lot of fun football last weekend, which went into Monday with the wildcard games, definitely giving us some surprises and perhaps also some information and guidance on what's in store for the divisional round this week. Are the Tampa Bay Bucks for real, or did they just finish off or you know put away a sinking ship type of team in the Eagles? What can be extracted from the Chiefs uh, game and what the Bills did at home, both against lesser opponents on their home fields, respectively? Are the Lions content with finally getting the monkey off of their back and winning a playoff game? You know they're popping champagne. Are they going to come back from that emotional high and give a good performance uh, this weekend? Everyone is anointing Jordan Love as the next Brett Favre, but what happens now that he faces a well-coached, certainly they have a better coach than the Niners do than the Cowboys uh, this week. Jordan Love will be in San Francisco. Also a San Francisco team that's well-rested. Lots of things to digest as we head into this weekend of football, and we continue to narrow down the contenders contenders for this year's Super Bowl. That's taking place in Las Vegas. Speaking of Vegas, if uh, any of you were um, following along or or checking out my Twitter feed, I spent a few days this weekend bouncing around a few sports books, taking in the football and college hoops action, and I even got a little horse racing in, uh, which is always fun. Uh, As far as the sports book go, good crowds at the places I visited, which were all the spots really were off strip. Red Rock, way out in Summerlin, Rampart, also in Summerlin. I was at Cirque on Friday night where I ran into uh, Sportsbook Consigliere. You know Dave Sharapan if you have uh, if you follow uh, Twitter, uh, sports or gambling Twitter. He does the uh, Bostonian versus the book uh, show, and he's on other media as well. Good conversation with him. Uh, a really good guy and always willing to share knowledge and just talk about life as well. Dave, Dave's a good guy. And then also at, at the Circa Friday night, I ran into Bill Crackmonger. Uh, they call him Crack. He's also on VEASAN a lot, and he has his own podcast and uh, video show. Exchange hellos with him. We were both on our way to uh, dinner, different places. Uh, really, really nice guy. And I was happy to meet him for the first time uh, in person. And on Sunday, if you were um, looking at the tweet, Twitter feed, I spent time at the Westgate Superbook. Many of you know that's probably my favorite spot in Vegas for many reasons. But anyway, Vegas was fun. And if you haven't been or haven't been in a while, going during NFL playoffs is is really fun. If you can ever get out there for Super Bowl, this year might be tough because the the hotel rates are pretty high because the game's actually in town. Uh, try to get out there. It's it's a lot of fun. And for those of you that have been there or live there, you guys know what it's all about. So enough about that. Let's go right into the NFL games. First up, Houston at Baltimore, 1.30 p.m. Pacific on ESPN. This is the Saturday game. Kicks off uh, the four games uh, for the weekend. The line at this point is Ravens minus 9.5 at uh, most sports books, with the total sitting at 43.5. The Ravens are no strangers uh, to facing good passing offenses this season. So even though the Texans and C.J. Stroud come into this game at number six um, in the NFL in passing yards per game, and they certainly looked good um, last week against what was supposed to be a good uh, Cleveland defense, 
Um, teams with better pass offenses like the Niners and Dolphins uh, have already met their demise at the hands of Baltimore's elite passing defense. So simply put, Houston has not seen a passing defense like this one since, well, week one against these same Ravens who are top five in the NFL when it comes to passing yards allowed. So the Texans are seeing a completely different animal that they saw at home against Cleveland and really that they've seen in their last several games. Now, the Texans are, are really good. I was on them last week when they took care of business against the Browns. And C.J. Stroud continues to be impressive, especially for a rookie. But I just don't see it here. Uh, Baltimore is elite on both sides of the ball. And uh, Coach John Harbaugh, uh, Ravens coach, has Lamar Jackson playing confidently and keeping interceptions to a minimum as Jackson has only thrown two picks in his last six games. And for him, that's actually really good. He's always been prone to make a mistake here and there. But he's playing... um, not mistake-free, but he's really limiting his, his mistakes. That's, that's Lamar Jackson. Uh, although the Texans have been pretty good giving up pass yards lately, their defense is still a bottom 10 NFL team when it comes to pass yards given up uh, per game. And I just don't think that's going to serve them well uh, in this playoff contest against what's arguably the best uh, team in the league. I think it's important to take a look at the Texans' schedule, too. They did not take on many offensive juggernauts Uh, this season at all Uh, the Bengals and Joe Burrow being the best offense they've played recently but other than that they haven't really seen much if you want to call it early November recent that's when uh, they played the Bengals and Joe Burrow that's really the last time they saw uh, an offense that was you know that's maybe considered above average so in my opinion the Ravens who are rested they've had extra time to prepare will have the offense going here and I expect them to come out of the blocks firing on their way to a cover in this game. Two-thirds of the money is coming in on the trendy underdog here. That gap may close up close up as game time comes along. I think Baltimore will start getting some money, but right now Texans are getting all the money as of Thursday night. Uh, but I have Baltimore winning this game 30-16, 30-17, around there. And I have no problem laying the points with this Ravens team. Taking the Ravens minus 9.5. On to the next contest on Saturday. Green Bay at San Francisco, Levi Stadium, 515 Pacific. Another big line here. Current line is Niners minus 9.5. The total is a little high here, 50.5 points. Here we are. The current Super Bowl favorites, the 49ers, are rested and get to play at home versus an upstart team whose QB, Jordan Love, is really starting to flourish. Um, I, I still think he's slightly flawed, but you can't argue uh, how he's been playing for Green Bay and Coach Matt LaFleur, he's he's got this offense uh, cranking right now. So, you know, coming into this game, a lot of people, um, the talking heads are all over Green Bay here. Uh, yes, the QB who torched Dallas on the road for three touchdowns and the QB who holds a top 10 NFL QB rating. That's Jordan Love, and everyone's talking about him. All that said, though, I think the forgotten man in all of this is 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy. I mentioned Jordan Love's top 10 standing in QB rating. Well, guess who's number one in the NFL in QB rating? It's not Josh Allen. It's not Mahomes. It's not Lamar Jackson. It's Brock Purdy. As great as Jordan Love has been, I think that Brock Purdy, who already has some playoff experience, has really become the forgotten man leading into this contest. You don't hear many people talking about him. I think that's a mistake. The 49ers are number one in the NFL in yards per play. 
while the Packers are 20th in yards per play yards per play allowed, and I don't think enough people are focusing on the fact that the Packers' defense is is not great. Sure, their offense is going, but in the playoffs, eventually that defense has to come to play, and it's going to catch up to you if if your defense uh, isn't at least above average. It just typically will not work in the playoffs, especially if you're trying to make a super Super Bowl run. And I think that's going to be the key in this game. Uh, Green Bay will be able to do a few positive things with Jordan Love and their much improved offense. I just don't think Green Bay's defense will be able to sustain what Kyle Shanahan and defensive coordinator Steve, uh, Steve Wilkes of the Niners will throw at them defensively. And speaking of defenses, I don't trust that the Packers will be able to stop Chris McCaffrey on Saturday night. I think he's going to have a big day. Green Bay is good. I just think the 49ers, who already have 11, count them, 11 double-digit wins this season, are better on both sides of the ball. If the Niners jump out to a lead here, I don't think they look back at all. I'm going to take the Niners minus 9.5. Another big number, which you know I'm not that comfortable taking, especially having the Ravens at the same number, 9.5. But in these both of these situations, um, I'm comfortable laying those types of points because I have that much confidence in both teams. Niners minus nine and a half. Okay, rolling right along as we continue to cover the weekend. Sunday noon, Pacific, Tampa Bay visits Detroit. The Lions are six and a half point favorites, and this line has moved up to my chagrin as I'm looking at the over here. This total opened at 48 and a half and is now at 49, and I even spotted a 49 and a half out in the Sportsbook Wilderness. I think it was Bet Rivers who had it up to 49 and a half. So obviously, overbetters are um, putting money on this game. And the total um, that's posted is reflecting it. Both of these teams have been money makers this season. They both hold a 12 and 6 against the spread record in the regular season. Defensively, Detroit is really flimsy, uh, especially in the defensive backfield, which is confirmed by uh, their defense allowing an average of 380 passing yards over the last four games. And two of those were versus Nick Mullins who torched Detroit for one game. He just was under 400 yards, and the the second game, he cleared 400 yards passing. So in both games, Mullins went off on this very suspect Detroit uh, defense. I personally have never been a Baker Mayfield fan, uh, but I really haven't seen his mechanics look better than what I'm seeing out of him right now. Um, He's really throwing the ball well. Uh, I, I watched closely in the wild card game, where they put away Philly, um, everything looked good. His arm looked strong. The throws were crisp. Uh, he, he's really in good form right now, and I think that's a danger for Detroit. He doesn't have to depend, that being Baker Mayfield, necessarily on his best receiver, Mike Evans, uh, as Mayfield has multiple appropriate weapons on this offense. And that was evidence, uh, evident last week in the thrashing of the Eagles. Mike Evans, I don't know if he even cleared 50 yards pa- uh, receiving but uh, the ball is being spread all over the place. So um, I think I think Mike Evans might have a big game this game. I don't know how many games in a row he's going to be contained. But anyhow, the, the flip side to all this is the Detroit offense and their ability to score as well. As much as I'm saying their defense stinks, the Detroit offense can go. And I'll, I think they'll do just that versus the Tampa Bay defense that is really not as good as they appear to be. The Bucks' defense is vulnerable to the pass, and they're at the bottom 10, in the bottom 10 in the league in that category. So after all of that, I'm looking at a six-point teaser in this game. 
Tampa Bay teasing them up to plus 12 and a half. And I'm going to go over 42 and a half on this game. For those of you that think Detroit wins this, and that's very possible, teasing them down to basically a pick them at minus a half with the same over at 42 and a half may work for you too. But as for me, I'll take Tampa up to 12 and a half and over 42 and a half in a six point teaser in what should be a really, really fun game in Detroit on Sunday. Okay, moving right along to the finale of this NFL weekend and what I really feel is the main event of this divisional round uh, Saturday and Sunday. The Kansas City Chiefs visit Orchard Park and the Buffalo Bills with a 3.30 p.m. Pacific start. The Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites here with a total at 45-and-a-half. Two things stick out to me here. One is the fact that the Chiefs, or more aptly Andy Reid, is actually running the ball now, and well he should. Casey running back Isaiah Pacheco runs hard, and that offensive line has done a good job opening holes for the former seventh-round pick, that is Isaiah Pacheco. Um, If you haven't read or heard about the adversity he's faced when he was younger, uh, Google it because it's an incredible story. Sad story, but incredible nonetheless. And it's a credit to Isaiah Pacheco, what he's gone through and uh, what he's doing now, uh, you know, in life and the NFL. Uh, Pacheco, I think, makes all the difference in this game as Buffalo's rushing defense is 28th in the NFL And that's right in the neighborhood with the likes of the Arizona Cardinals, uh, the New York Giants, and the Denver Broncos. And speaking of this, Pacheco's rushing yards prop, when I took a look at it, was in the low 60s. I looked at a couple of sports books, saw one at 61.5 or 62.5. And I think that the over on that is a play for those of you who enjoy action on player props. Let's say the Bills stack the line to stop the run. The Bills know that Pacheco's going to run on them. Their defensive backfield has been decimated by injuries. Their linebackers, other defensive backs, even with Patrick Mahomes having a bit of a down year, I don't think it's going to take much for the KC passing attack to go if Buffalo tries to commit, uh, the Buffalo defense anyway, uh, tries to commit to stopping the run. The Buffalo Bills could have easily allowed 24 points at home to the Steelers. I think if you remember that interception Mason Rudolph threw uh, in the end zone, Uh, That would have been another touchdown. Speaking of which, I I digress a little bit. I hope some of you got on the uh, over team total on the Steelers. It was in the 12-and-a-half, 13-and-a-half range. And uh, I liked that play from the the time I saw the number because I knew the Steelers would be able to be successful against the Bills offensively, which leads me to think KC will as well. KC's offense is not what it used to be, but it's just as good, if not better, than Pittsburgh's. And Casey's defense is good. The Bills are going to play on two days less rest than Casey. The injuries sustained by a couple of Buffalo's defensive uh, players will play a role here as well. Uh, as I've mentioned before, defense travels, and I think the Bills will have their moments, but will ultimately be stymied by the Chiefs' defensive unit. Patrick Mahomes is 8-1-1 against the spread as an underdog in his career. Uh, after Sunday, I think that'll be 9-1-1. Buffalo's great. They're dangerous. Josh Allen is good. But I think ultimately the KC run game and their strength defensively gets them home here. I'll be on the Chiefs plus two and a half. If you are looking at taking the Chiefs, I could see a couple of sports hooks maybe going up to plus three. That's obviously a a strong move there. So if you want to wait a little bit, I don't think this goes down to two, but you may see a plus three out there. 
so if you want to wait, that's fine. But uh, as of this podcast, they're two and a half, the KC Chiefs are. And that's how, who I'll be on uh, in that game. Okay, on to College Hoops and Friday. Uh, midweek this past week, I took a pause on Twitter plays after having a rough Tuesday and Wednesday on the um, the College Hoops plays that I tweeted out. Uh, but I think uh, the, I have a lot of confidence on Friday. And of course, I'll provide a team or two over the weekend and Saturday usually to keep an eye on pre-flop. Uh, of course, as lines are not yet out uh, beyond the Friday games as this uh, podcast is uh being recorded. So Friday, 3.30 p.m. Pacific time start. Georgetown visits Xavier in a Big East matchup. Xavier's a 14-point favorite in this one. Georgetown got the cover on Sunday versus a UConn team that sleepwalked through most of that game. Uh, I watched the entirety of that game and UConn played absolutely terrible, but at the end we're still able able to beat Georgetown uh, by uh, 13 points. The spread was 20-21 points in that game, uh, really high. But like I said, Xavier didn't play very well, but still, um, I'm sorry, uh, UConn didn't play very well against Georgetown, and Georgetown still managed to lose by 13. Back to Xavier. They've covered the spread in four out of their five last games, and they've given very strong performances at home this season, and I see no reason for that to stop uh, with this Friday game. 14 is a lot of points, but my numbers say Xavier wins by 17 or so, and I think they get it here. I get think they cover Xavier minus 14 Friday. Also, the cover of the weekend favorite lately, Quinnipiac, is laying four points against a very bad Siena team whose underlying numbers leave a lot to be desired. Quinnipiac's defense will give Siena some problems here. And if you watch this game, keep an eye on second-year forward Amari Tice, who's a productive player and works hard under the glass for rebounds. I really like how this kid rebounds, and it helps Quinnipiac um, be competitive in their games. This number is currently Quinny minus four. I think this may move a click up, maybe four and a half. So if you feel inclined to take uh, Quinnipiac here, do so early uh, as I think the number moves uh, from Quinnipiac minus four on Friday. But right now that's where they're at. We'll lay the four points with Quinny uh, on the second game that we're looking at on Friday. Okay, on to Saturday in college hoops. Keep an eye on Mississippi State. Of course, we don't know the point spreads yet, but we're looking ahead to see what team uh, will possibly have a good performance. Mississippi State uh, will take on Vanderbilt at home. Vandy has only covered twice in their last 13 games, and I don't see them doing much on the road here versus Mississippi State. We went ahead and faded uh, Vanderbilt last week on the podcast. Ole Miss got the cover against them this past Saturday, and I have no problem continuing to fade Vanderbilt um, I'll be on Mississippi State at anything in the mid-teens here. Mississippi State minus 15, anywhere around there works. We'll see where this line comes out. I think the line was off uh, Vandy, Ole Miss. Ole Miss was favored by 10. They covered easily. If we can get something like that again here against Mississippi State, that's going to be great. But I think it'll be closer to the mid-teens. But uh, we'll see. Anything in the mid-teens here, I'm on Mississippi State. So keep your eye out on that spread when it's uh, posted sometime on Friday. Also, a team to keep an eye on on Saturday is Utah State at home versus Fresno State. Yes, this is another chalky one, but I expect Utah State to roll here. And like Mississippi State, anything in the low to mid-teens, point spread-wise, will have me backing Utah State at home. I think they're going to give a good performance. Fresno State got 
what, in my opinion, was a very lucky win at home um, a couple days ago. And going on the road to Utah State, I, I think they're going to you know, continue to regress. Fresno State's not a good team, and um, I just don't see them stringing two good performances in a row. I think Utah State blows them out. Finally, looking at a mid-major matchup, I like Lipscomb at home versus North Alabama. And I'll be on Lipscomb, who will be favored at home. If the line lands uh, line lands in the 7 or 7.5 range for Lipscomb, I'll take them. If it gets up closer to 10, I'll probably lay off. So monitor Lipscomb against North Carolina, uh, North Alabama, excuse me, uh, College Hoops on Saturday. At Sportsbook Tom is where you can find me on Twitter. A couple new reviews were left on the uh, podcast, on the Apple iTunes. That really helps the podcast grow. Uh, top 20 in sports betting podcasts. I owe that all to you and the fact that you uh, download uh, this podcast and allow me to be part of your day. I hope you have an excellent uh, NFL weekend and whether you're betting college hoops or anything else, NHL, NBA, I hope all your bets are winning ones. Have a good weekend, everybody, and we'll see you next week on the Cover the Weekend podcast.